Happy Halloween, Packers fans. This is the Packer Mentality Podcast, where I try to keep you up to date and shed a little light on what is happening on and off the field with the Packers. Whether you are new to the channel or you've joined me before, welcome and thank you so much for being here. As usual, please help me build this channel and take a minute to subscribe and follow me on social media at Packer Mentality. Green Bay will face a familiar divisional opponent on Sunday at home facing the Minnesota Vikings. These are two teams that come into this game trending in opposite directions. The Packers started the season strong, but have really struggled lately, falling to 2-4. and four. The Vikings, on the other hand, were terrible coming out of the gate and then have put things together over the past month and are now sitting at three and four. One interesting note, word is that the Packers have been making calls about acquiring a veteran wide receiver. No concrete word on who or how likely that is to happen, but it is kind of interesting. Before we get into the preview of the Vikings game, I want to talk about some of the garbage that is being thrown around regarding moving on from Jordan Love after six games. I hear a lot of Jordan Love is not performing well compared to other first-year starters. My problem with people saying that is, who are or who were these other quarterbacks? Are there any recent first-time starters that have been great? And what were their circumstances? We have to compare apples to apples. If they had better offensive lines, wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs, that makes a big difference. We've seen the struggles the Packers have had in those areas. So do they or did they have better weapons than Jordan Love or not? This is not to say that the young players that the, the young players on the Packers roster won't be good. But right now, they're not. Too many wrong routes, too many drops, too many missed communications. And if you're not on the field, I can't include you as a weapon in this comparison. And this comparison and this conversation, I suppose, has to start with Patrick Mahomes. Only started one game his rookie year, but he's been the best quarterback in the league since 2018 with two Super Bowl wins and two MVPs. His first year as a starter, he had a really good Kareem Hunt at running back. He had Travis Kelsey at tight end and Tyreek Hill at wide receiver, all at the top of their game. Way better weapons than any other first-year starter, maybe ever. Let's keep looking. Also drafted in 2017, you had Mitch Trubisky, so that's a no. Deshaun Watson, he was good as first year as a starter, but he had DeAndre Hopkins at in his prime. So he had better weapons. 2018, Baker Mayfield, no. Sam Darnold, no. Josh Allen, he wasn't great as a rookie. 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, only completed 52% of his passes, which is actually lower than Jordan Love at the moment. And his team went 6-10. and 10. Josh Rosen, nope. Lamar Jackson, Started half his games as a rookie, but his offense was designed solely around his running ability, and he did have a better offensive line. 
but still not a good comparison. Kyler Murray went 5-10-1 and one as a first-year starter, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, not bad numbers, but he had Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk to throw to, better weapons. Daniel Jones wasn't great. Dwayne Hopkins, no. 2020, which was the year Jordan Love was drafted. Let's look at these guys in that draft class. Joe Burrow went 2-7-1 and one as a starter before he got hurt. He had A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins to throw to. Better weapons and better production from those guys that year than the Packers. Tua, 6-3 and three as a starter, but he split time with Ryan Fitz, Fitzpatrick. And he threw to Devontae Parker and Mike Gisecki, who was a very good tight end in Miami at that time. Justin Herbert went 6-9 and nine as a starter. He had Austin Eckler behind him at running back and a great Keenan Allen and very good Hunter Henry at tight end to throw to. 2021, Trevor Lawrence wasn't great as a rookie. Zach Wilson, no. Trey Lance, no. Justin Fields, not great. Mac Jones, not great. 2022, Kenny Pickett, only quarterback drafted in the first round, wasn't great. Seven touchdowns, nine interceptions. His team went seven and five, but he had a thousand-yard running back behind him in Najee Harris. He threw to Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, guys, better weapons than the Packers. First-year starter, or another guy that was drafted that, that year that started the second half of the season, Brock Purdy. And I think Brock Purdy's a decent quarterback but he's got a great defense. He's got a really good offensive line. He's got Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk at wide receiver. Those guys are better than the Packers. And at running back, they traded for last season, Christian McCaffrey, and he's an MVP candidate. Guy starting for the first time in 2023, Sam Howell in Washington. He's got Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel to throw to. That's better than the Packers. C.J. Stroud, probably the closest, closest comparison for this season, uh, but he's got Nico Collins at wide receiver, who is playing much better than anybody on the Packers. Desmond Ritter, his first full season as a starter. He's got Drake London and Kyle Pitts, two guys that are both playing better than anybody on the Packers. And he's got B. John Robinson at running back. After that, it's Bryce Young in Carolina. He's not playing great. And Anthony Richardson, who, before he went down with his injury, was playing pretty well. But he's got Michael Pittman Jr. at wide receiver and Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor at running back. And both playing better than anybody on the Packers. So there you go. Very few guys are even average. And all of them who are even average or above had better weapons and have better weapons than Jordan Love. And I didn't even talk about the mess the Packers have on the offensive line. I went back and watched the first offensive drive of every game and the sheer number of mistakes in the first th six games on the first drive by the offensive line was staggering. And those were not even mistakes made by Jordan Love. We all need to calm down a bit. Jordan Love deserves some time, and I am pretty confident that the Packers will give it to him. 
Try to get the offensive line working. Get Aaron Jones healthy so we can have a running game. Allow the wide receivers and tight ends a a chance to sort out their route running issues and start helping out their quarterback. Basic things that every quarterback, rookie or not, needs to be successful. Once those things are in place, we should get a better idea of what Jordan Love can do. And that is going to lead us into the game against the Vikings. Injuries and player availability is going to play a huge part in this game. Packers defense is going to be missing Eric Stokes and Darnell Savage, as both of those guys were placed on injured reserve this week and will miss at least four games. Not practicing on Thursday at all, Jair Alexander, Preston Smith, and Luke Musgrave. That's three more starters. Limited in practice, Elton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, Josh Myers, Yash Nyman, Devontae Wyatt, and Devondre Campbell. Devondre Campbell is actually good news that he's practicing because he has missed the past month and a half uh, with his injury. So the fact that he's back on the field is great news for this defense. They need him. Packers offense has a lot of work to do. Improvement in two areas absolutely must happen. First, the receiving group needs to get their route running corrected. Second, the offensive line absolutely must get their communication and execution cleared up. This Vikings defense under Brian Flores blitzes like crazy. If the offensive line performs like they have the past few weeks and the receivers are still not running the correct routes and dropping balls, Sunday's going to be a very bad day. If those two groups can get on the same page as Jordan Love, there will be opportunities for big plays. Blitzes generally leave someone open or in a one-on-one situation. When the Vikings aren't blitzing, they have a very interesting defensive scheme with only one linebacker and then five or six defensive backs behind him. Packers offense will probably rely more on the short passing game and quick throws outside and some screens, which really hasn't been their strength so far this season. This could be a big game for Aaron Jones as the outside runs could be successful, but it relies on him being available. Overall, the big key for the Packers offense is to get a fast start for the first time all season. Come out and execute from first quarter all the way to the final whistle. Put touchdowns on the board, put points on the board in the first and second quarter. Then in the second half, you can be who you've been all season, which has been a really good offense in the second half. On defense, the Packers get a little bit of a break as Justin Jefferson will be out. It's only a little break as rookie wide receiver Jordan Addison has stepped up in a big way to kind of become their go-to guy. He's a smaller and quicker type of wide receiver. With no Darnell Savage, we'll probably see Jonathan Owens at safety, regardless of who is back there. It would be nice to have Jair Alexander. Then I'd feel much better about the secondary matching up with the Vikings. The pass rush needs to step up and get to Kirk Cousins. 
I don't mean just pressure. We need to see sacks. We need a big day from Kenny Clark because the weak link on the Vikings offensive line is their guards. I'm not terribly concerned about the Vikings running backs, but with the Packers defense, who knows what's going to happen. One final note for the Packers is that they need to win the turnover battle. And to do that, this Packers defense needs to create turnovers. Now, can they do that? We're going to find out on Sunday. I'll be back with my reaction shortly thereafter. Until then, have a great weekend. Be safe and go Pack Go.